Hello everyone. So welcome to episode 22, season 3 of uh, Tetari with Walid. And today, while we wait for the guest to come on, uh, we will be talking about cancel culture because you know that is really a thing. It's done at this particular timing because this particular topic is most relevant, I think, for people who are awake at this time of the day or night. Uh, and of course, the the timings for the uh, for the Insta Live tonight, at least, uh, it is uh, located uh, or planned around the Euro timings because at 12 a.m. we have the match, which is every football football fans' dream: Austria Austria versus North Macedonia. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you want to catch that match. Uh, so we'll have this hopefully a bit more light-hearted session for a, I would say, a, qu- quite a serious topic, right? Well, serious enough for for the two of us, anyway, for for my guest today and myself. So today we will have uh, Miss Anginio, and she is, for those of you who do not know her, she is an illustrator, and she actually has two podcasts. Or if you ask her, she would say just the two, you know, the false humility. And one of them is particularly uh, interesting. It's called the Unlocking Podcast, where she interviews members of the old left uh, for uh, for of Singapore from from the fifties to seventies. And she will tell you guys more about that. Yes, I know Megan, you didn't come here for football updates, but it's a package deal. Okay, so uh, you want to listen to the content, you have to hear about. The football updates from time to time. So okay, so Angie, you can uh, you can send me a a request. Uh, uh, you can send me a request to join, uh, and we shall get started. Uh, and it's not Megan. It's not the seven hundred uh, live viewers that uh, that we recently got, uh, which is not not a bad thing. So the comment section today will be. A bit more bearable, hopefully. <laughs> hi, hi, Angie. Hi, hi. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Hear Hello, me? hi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi. Very, very well, very well. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, so firstly, maybe you can introduce yourself to, to the audience. Yes. Uh, hi, I'm Angie, and I am an illustrator for the most part. Uh, I'm also a podcaster. I have. I'm part of the Longkang Kitties, which is a incredibly um, coffee shop talk kind of uh, podcast where we talk about politics and current affairs. And then um, I also have another one called The Unlocking Podcast. This is where I uh, interview old people who lived through, you know, Singapore's independence, um, the days of Operation Cold Store, get their stories and then uh, bring it to a whole new generation, I guess. And So yeah. people were, who were arrested during Operation Cold Store as well? Uh, yeah, some Most of them, of not all of them, uh, some of them. Okay. Uh, and we are trying to get, like, also the stories of people around, uh, so uh, adjacent to this area. So I think, like, in one of our seasons, I'm hoping to get, uh, you know, people to talk about the story of Nanta, like, how it closed down, right. etc. But that's, like, far in the future. Right, right. So how many episodes have you done so far? Uh, how many episodes? In season one, it was, like, I think eight or nine. But okay. because within each episode, it's broken up into many like tiny 20-30 minute segments. So okay. like all in all, it's about 40 to 50, I think. 
Okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. So, so I think this will be an extremely valuable resource for historians, especially in the next few years when they are. I think there's a lot of mukinas when it comes to that period in Singapore history. <laughs> yes. Shall we say? Yes. Shall we say? <laughs> Shall that's we a, say? That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So mukinas. All right. So, yeah, uh, yeah. so Angie, why why this topic? Why cancel culture? Uh, why this topic? I think it's important to talk about it um, because so so far a lot of the discussion has been like you know either or, and when I talk to it to my friends, people who are on the right of me, um, they tend to say like, "Oh, you guys are just too sensitive, right?" Uh, and cancel culture is stupid. You know, uh, we won't be able to say anything anymore. Nothing is funny. And then like for the people who are left of me, they t- tend to say like, you know. Um, cancel culture doesn't exist. Uh, it's consequence culture, and you know, I think there is. A, it's important to kind of talk about like how um, how it's impacting society, because I do okay. see. Uh, I do like. I think we've observed it more in 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 the US, but I think here as well we're here. starting to <laughs> a little bit maybe. Okay, so uh, so uh, you identify yourself as. Some somebody on the left or right or in the Human. middle or what? Oh, <laughs> um, that's 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 a bit unfair, right? Because you characterize <laughs> others as right or left, right? Yeah. Or so I right think I left. am yeah, yeah. I am quite liberal. Okay. But I'm not super liberal. I think that's how okay. I, would, I would characterize. Center left ish. Yes, probably. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. So so the first question maybe I have and we can go back and forth and you know for yeah, our sure. younger audience. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. NJ and I, we are about the same age, right? You're 26, a bit younger than me, right? Twenty-six you're, you're plus like, minus, right? You're yeah, twenty-six, yeah, and I'm like thirty-four. <laughs> so I'm a bit older. <laughs> plus minus, right? Minus holidays <laughs> yeah. and all of that. So, uh, so you, uh, wh- how would you define cancel culture? Is it a reality or a myth for you personally? You think? Um, I would. Define cancel culture as the entire, um, I guess, spectacle leading up to someone getting cancelled. So, for example, someone made a a statement that was problematic or an action that was problematic, and then someone calls it out. And then usually, what happens is that there will be an entire um, social media uh, thing where lots of Strangers, complete strangers, would descend upon the person being called out, and then um, sometimes their friends or their the business partners get harassed as well, uh, so that they lose business opportunities or they lose their jobs, and then the person gets cancelled or they don't get cancelled, depending on how you define cancelled. Right, right. I think okay. that's what so, I would define it as. Okay, so how would you define I, it? <laughs> Okay. Oh, I didn't know we are doing. Uh, we are we are both interviewing each other. <laughs> oh, it's good to know if you're on the same page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. So before I define, so I think it's largely the same. Although I would say, would you say at the very first step, the calling out part, that is already part of cancel culture? Um, I think you have to call out somebody and have it recognized as problematic before it can. The rest of it can continue, I guess. Okay. So, all right, all right. yeah, I wouldn't call that cancelling. Right, but right, right. Okay. it can lead right. to cancelling. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So, so, so then I think our our definitions are 
pretty much the same. So for me, it would be an effort to basically pull that person away from the public eye. Right? And usually it happens to a celebrity or a politician, a powerful person, right? So, so before we get to the benefits uh, of uh, cancel culture, so Z uh, talked about calling in versus calling out. So I do... I do take that. I do take that. Uh, uh, I, by the way, feel free to comment, you know, and then we'll respond to the yeah, comments yeah, as yeah. we go, as long as they are relevant to this topic, right? So, uh, calling in versus calling out, right? I mean, uh, first of all, I don't think uh, calling out is a bad thing, right? Sometimes you mm, need to call sure. people out. You need to call people out. I think at times you can call people in, especially if the harms of an action are public, right? Then it cannot be that the remedy is private, right? The remedy can be public as well, right? So I For think sure. I think there are times where you need to call people in, and there are times where you need to call people out. And I think we can we can get to uh, when those times are. But what? How would you uh, classify Ivan Lim? That the entire incident. <laughs> uh, for those of um, you who have forgotten, Ivan Lim was a PAP candidate. <laughs> <laughs> the VAP yeah, candidate the who was happens. withdrawn eventually. Yeah, yeah, in Jurong GRC. Who would have gotten elected anyway, right? Even if he contested, right? I mean, you I and I would have Tarman, been elected, right? Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. Tarman yeah. would have, like, swept him in easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't I mean, have been a problem. Yeah, it, it wouldn't have been a problem. Uh, I mean, any any random five of us or four of us in this <laughs> uh, in this live chat, <laughs> if we are standing alongside Tarman, we would be, we would uh, be elected also. So, would you... Would you say that is uh, cancer culture in action? Uh, I would say yes, because it was from the ground up, right? Because like there were people who stood up and then um, said, hey, this happened and that happened. Uh, and then gave examples of his problematic behaviors in the past. And uh, which leads to the questioning of whether or not he is capable of empathy for his residents, etc., etc. Um, although like he didn't, really get cancelled because the PAP didn't say, hey, we are not going to feel this guy. He resigned, right? Also, oh, you, you don't think he was cancelled? I mean, the uh, fact that I, he wasn't filled it, even though I he think, was supposed to be? Uh, I think if he decided to go ahead with it, uh, he could still get elected. So I think that's the difference. Um, mm. Yeah. But if he it, didn't, it right? Sense. So... But he did, so he did. So yeah, I guess right. you could say that he was cancelled. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Z Z is talking about how he appeared in a GRC <laughs> yes. election. I mean, that has to be. I mean, one of the strangest uh, decisions of many that the PAP has made in the past. I want uh, to I'm, know okay. who made that decision, though. And right, like, right. Who? Okay, I'm sure. I'm sure Taman was involved in the decision, right? <laughs> right. right. I'm sure he. Right. He has to be. He has to be uh, involved in that. Decision, right? So, I mean, let's let's explore this because there are a lot of uh, comments here, right? So, I think uh, Mir uh, said he got off lightly, uh, and well, his, he Z... said that his family was affected, though. <laughs> I mean, for sure, his family would be affected, right? For sure. I mean, sure. and I, I don't think yeah. that is an that is a lie or anything. I think his family yeah. would be affected, but that also sort of comes with the territory. It comes yes. with the and territory think, of being a politician. I thought it was really funny how he had to use his family as a shield. Mm. This is my opinion. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, okay, so I guess when 
Amir and Z, and you know I'm gonna uh, say the un unpopular opinion today, perhaps, right? Uh, did he really get off lightly? Okay, what was his mistake? What was Ivan Lim's crime or mistake? Uh, well, to me, I think his mistake was of not being a nice enough person if he wanted to okay. get into politics. All right. Okay. So the the mistake is that he's a douchebag. I mean, yes. Is well, he the first douchebag in politics? Allowing, or? Are we allowing this sort of language here? If if we are, we can. I could say a lot more. <laughs> Carry on, carry on, yeah. Okay, so the mistake uh, is is that what? He's a douche? Uh, yeah, he's like, and a, is that... he's like an asshole, basically, right? Oh, okay. Just... Yeah, I didn't expect you to go to go that. <laughs> okay, we are in I mean, the same it's, area. It's 11pm, my, my son is inside, so it's fine. Oh, no. Uh, so, <laughs> it's fine. So, uh, it's, a, it's a biological part. <laughs> okay, so why... Uh, would that be disqualifying? Or... What what would be an appropriate um, no. punishment, I guess? This I... is what I wanted to say. I wanted to ask people who are saying, and yourself as well, who said he got off lightly. What would be an appropriate punishment for somebody for not being a nice person? Like, I think this is not what I want, but I think the public would really appreciate if he, you know, he got out like two durians, put it on the ground and knelt on it and apologized to everybody that he was... <laughs> you, really, you really think that was... <laughs> You really I think, think that, what... that would have, as if we need to go like all out against? I think it would have been very satisfying for like the voting public. Because but you, why? You why? Just... He, he didn't do anything to us, right? No, but like I think he is the representation of all the frustrations that we have with the system, which ah, is like right, the right, elites, right, right. you know, they treat the regular folk really badly and then they get off with it. And then, you know, like, there's just no repercussions right. for any bad behavior. Yeah. And they get right. to the point where they can earn 16K a month or, or right. plus minus. And yeah, on yeah. top of their other salary. I think that's what, why people are so angry. It wasn't, okay. It's not so, just him. Right. So that's an excellent point, right? So maybe, maybe we can explore that a little further, right? So he uh, basically embodied what was wrong, right? Yeah. What was wrong for a lot mm. of people. What, what they feel uh, is wrong about politics right elitism and how there are different standards for different people and somehow people get away with arrogance and so on and so forth right so yeah. would our frustrations at the system would it be just for it to be crystallized in the cancelling of one individual yes so like i think this is a really really great point because i think very often uh for the most part like a lot of the outrage in proportion to the crime done um it seems like really unjustified uh i think it's a way of taking our rage at the system uh out on one person who has transgressed transgressed in the same way um and also not forgetting like social media is this platform where you know thousands or tens and hundreds of thousands of people can descend upon one person um and each of us, when we do that, we are like one person writing one comment, right? Um, but then the cumulative effect right. of that on the person getting cancelled, I think is quite tremendous, right? Like, I would say. Right. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So, this is where, I mean, this is one of the, for me, one of the complexities of, of this uh, cancel culture, right? So, sometimes the issue and the frustration 
uh, the frustrations are justified because of the particular issue, right? But then the person at the end of it may be the punishment method may be um, disproportionate to that particular individual because it it embodies our entire frustrations. Like I mean, Ivan Lim didn't do anything to us. Most of us, personally. <laughs> Most <right>? of us, yeah. <laughs> Most of us. Okay, so there is a comment by uh, uh, Nurin. Uh, she says that uh, it needs to start somewhere. Uh, I guess it needs to start somewhere. Question mark. The response to Ivalim was a signal to the elites that the public won't tolerate such people in office. I take that. I take that point. It was definitely a signal and it was a signal sent and received. However, right, it wasn't PM Lee did mention something that I thought had uh, a lot of uh, sense in it. He said that we cannot just be going on and having a trial uh, by public opinion, right? I mean, that uh, it does make sense to some extent, to some extent before I unpack that, right? However, his action particularly, right, his action uh, didn't seem like it was commensurate with his own words, right? Because he, if he felt that he should continue to feel Ivan Lim, right? <laughs> because, but basically what he's saying, oh, we are having, we shouldn't have this trial by public opinion, but I'm going to cave into the trial by public opinion nonetheless, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. So, I guess, I guess the, the the next question I have for you, and we can uh, we can uh, explore this uh, further, right? Before that, I think Megan uh, asked uh, something about short Singa memory, right? Yeah, yeah. In Singapore, do people really get cancelled because we have short-term memory? Uh, Singaporeans have short-term memories. I think, okay, so maybe you don't get cancelled forever. Uh, I mean, and and that's the other part as well that we we need to talk about, right? How long should a person be cancelled for? But I think you cannot say that a person is not cancelled, right? Uh, because you know, when I mean, we may make fun of Ivan Lim. And his family using his family as a shield, and I think I think you are onto something there. But I'm sure his family was going through a torrid time during that uh, that time. I, I'm not saying that that doesn't mean we shouldn't subject him to all of that. I'm just saying that <laughs> I'm just saying that it is it is what it is, right? The family will mm -hmm. will go through that, right? So so is it for you? Is it a reality enough, or is it just a myth? Is it exaggerated by people who are going against uh, who are going against uh, cancel culture, as in they are just using this as a as a rallying cry against wokeness and change uh, and basically because they don't um, want okay. so to move a lot. Yeah, go I on. think what what is really interesting, so like recently, and I'm going to go into like shifty territory because I'm going to talk about like the racism that's happened recently, right? Um, and so I've been just reading a lot like what people have posted and reading the comments and then a lot of it of course it's very heartbreaking when people talk about their experiences of racism in Singapore uh, but what I've also noticed is that like minorities who speak out against like certain parts of it they're like hey I don't think this is racist or I don't think this is particularly problematic uh, given the context you know um, they then get also um, attacked by other minorities and then we like, just recently, I saw someone uh, say something like that. And then, after a while, he just deleted his Can you, can you his give whole... an example? Can you give an example? Uh, okay, yeah. I think, um, so, recently, there was a comment on, I think it was Wake Up Singapore or something. And uh, there was this girl who gave the, uh, her, her lived experience of being called the black one when she was the only person on the team who was Indian. 
And then this guy said something about he was in a football team where most of the guys were Indian or black. I can't quite remember, but dark, you know, like brown people. And then when there are like Caucasians or when there are Chinese people in there, they just refer to the person as, hey, Chinese boy or something like that. And he's like, well, in this case, it might not be racist. It could just be a thing where because you're, that's your outstanding feature in the group. So right. then, of course, people were like, why are you invalidating her experience and so on and so forth, right? Um, what, you, what you feel is not representative of what she feels. Um, and I think this is, uh, I guess, like the part where it gets really dicey. Because, again, like uh, another minority is being silenced, right, um, yeah. of his experience or, or like, right. how he feels. And, right. I mean, to me, it's like... I can't step in there as a Chinese person and say anything. This has to, like, you know, it would be so weird for me to say anything. But, like, as an observer, then it's a little bit strange and disconcerting. And, you know, there's, I don't know what is right or wrong in the way that society has to progress. Right, right. Uh, well, that's that's a lot. I didn't expect this to escalate to this. <laughs> yeah. So so early in the night. So so fast, I can, right? I can I can forget about Austria versus North Macedonia now. Okay, so. Uh, so oh, did you see the match oh, yeah. yesterday where the guy got a heart? I did, I did, I did. Yeah, oh, so I was watching it with my son. Unfortunately, so he was a bit. Uh, was he traumatized? Bit trauma- oh, no. He was. He was. He was a bit traumatized. He was reminded of my my father, oh, whom he's really no. close to, because uh, my father passed on because of her of a heart attack so oh, yeah so he was in a, in a, some distress but anyway anyway so uh, <laughs> sorry for uh, so, no it's okay it's okay <laughs> uh so uh would you say it is okay i i'm assuming that that incident both incidents happened in singapore that you're talking about i think so um, okay so so if you if you uh if both incidents happen in singapore do you think there is a difference between uh uh in a chinese majority country and a uh, football team and i'm asking the i'm asking a serious question as in i may not know the answer as well so do you think there's a difference between a chinese majority team calling an indian uh blackie or black one versus a a malay majority or indian majority team calling a chinese person the uh the chinese boy do you think that there would be a difference there because i, think... I... yeah yeah carry on carry on yeah please go on first no carry on carry on carry on yeah I think, like, uh, given how much discrimination there is against, like, you know, with colorism and skin tones, and of course, like, you know, the very casual racism that is abounds in Singapore, uh, like, one version is definitely more problematic than the other version, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. But it it doesn't mean that the other one is also not problematic, right? Even though, yeah. I mean, there may be gradations, mm, yeah. but yeah, yeah, it doesn't mean that there is not, uh, there is not uh, a problem, right? So. Uh, so Z says reverse racism does not exist when a minority race does that it's prejudice well it, uh, I'm not sure whether I'm totally on board with that because we have to first define racism right because uh, if you define racism just as a structure then probably then Z statement is correct right but if you define racism as as a broader thing right uh, as it, which includes prejudice, then I think you can say that mm. there may be such a thing as as reverse racism or or 
if you don't want to call it reverse racism, racism from minorities towards uh, majorities, and we know because there are such incidents as well. Now, when we talk about uh, Chinese privilege, for instance, right, it's I don't think anybody is seriously saying that the minorities are more inherently moral than the Chinese, right? It's just that so because the minorities are minorities by definition, there will be more of these instances, and more of these instances are normalized in a way that the other way around is not, right? Uh, so I think, uh, and of course, for a period of time, there was a certain. I don't know whether I, I well, you you would remember, right? Maybe our younger audience would not remember. If you remember the Asian values when we were uh, in. Um, Secondary school and primary school, and at the at the front page oh, of our yeah, exercise yeah. book, right? There's a five values, right? Community before self, and all of that, and all of those were yeah, yeah, Confucian yeah. values, right? Confucian values. So mm -hmm. the goodness of society is defined in a particular way of Chineseness, right? So that's an mm -hmm. added layer to the Chinese privilege that uh, that doesn't yeah. uh, doesn't exist for for the other way around. Okay, so uh, so uh, also like the adoption yeah, of Chinese sorry. values, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the, the exactly. adoption of that, yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, so uh, what would, uh, so I, so you think cancel culture is, is real, but it's, I, it can be exaggerated at times, or it can I go too far. I think people then. do tend to exaggerate some parts of it, um, which is not to say that like some parts that I am concerned about doesn't exist. So, for example, you mentioned that, you know, uh, I think within your uh, interview with uh, Dr. Professor Charon George, right, like you said, like one of your uh, students came to you in class and said that she had, she had reservations about voicing her opinions um, because she was afraid of being judged. Right. Right. And yeah. I, I mean, I'm also an educator. I, well, I was an educator. And like hearing something like that concerns me. Because um, I have problems trying to get my students to speak up already in class, regardless of whether um, you know it's it's about how they think or how how they want to approach a project. You know, um, these things are already not natural to to Singaporean kids, and we have a really extraordinarily high level of self censorship. You know right. that people don't even realize until you know, you kind of prod them or poke them and question them. And, and you know, um, I think the classroom should be a place where ideas can be trashed out. And, and I'm like very pro-free free speech as well. And, you know, even speech that offends you. Yeah. I think it has... It, so, so, for example, um, I was making a bunch of dating comics like a couple of months back. And then um, some local men got really triggered and um, CSI'd me uh, because they thought I was making fun of local men in my comics. Um, right. And so what happened was they took my photos like online and um, put it in the forum, said all sorts of really, really shitty things. Um, wow. And yeah, so, so what happened was like some ladies DM'd me and said, hey, do you want to call, call the police on them? And I think I could do that, but at the same... BBF is unite, yes. So, I mean, I could do that, but at the same time, I think, like, anything you put out there on the internet will be criticized. And as long as nothing problematic happens, as in, like, they didn't dox me or my phone number or my house address, 
um, I'm very okay with people saying all sorts of things. Right. Okay. So what yeah. what were they saying? So where where do you draw draw that line? Right. And I think it can what, get to a to a wider what point. Saying? What were they can saying? Can I say this on the podcast? I've never had any um, guests use vulgarities before, but okay, there's always a first time for everything. So. <laughs> carry on. It was yeah, pretty carry bad. On. It was pretty bad. Right. Um, uh, I think they were just a well, sample. Okay, like just the, a sample. Just the just the, the the regular nicer ones were like, "Oh, she's so ugly." Like even if her dad is a millionaire and paid me to have dinner with her, I wouldn't accept. That was the nice one. Wow. And then on the other end of the scale, it, it says you know people were saying something like, "Oh, she needs to have like an angmor dick, the sanitized version, stuffed in her mouth and her ass and things like that." So like I mean, no, yeah, but it went pretty bad. Yeah. So, but but now, and of course they were commenting on my face and like you know how how it looked. Um, right. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> and you are. You are, you, I mean, you are not okay with those comments, uh, obviously, but you don't think they crossed the line that uh, that required um, uh, state intervention. That's what you're saying. For me personally, no. Okay. Because but if I, s- somebody yeah. else in your situation, you can totally understand why they would. Yeah, I can understand. Right, right, right. So it's a personal but, preference. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. My, okay. my personal line. Uh, is not like the general line that I right, recognize. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So I mean, you you said a a lot of really fascinating stuff <laughs> that I think we can we can explore one by one, right? Mm-hmm. So um, there is a point here that free free speech can ignite ignite hatred, right? So yeah, um, for sure. And and I think uh, we have to firstly understand what free speech is. And we need to understand the debates around free speech because I think that is the the heart of the debate on cancel culture is actually the heart of the debate about free speech, right? Where are the lines? And nobody, when they say they are pro-free speech, says that there is no line. There is a line, right? Yeah, so for sure. So everybody would say that when the moment you call for violence, that mm. is that is the line that is crossed and, and you need to take action against that, whatever whatever sort of action, right? And even not just violence, right? There's all sorts of defamation laws that even free societies accept, right? Then the question yeah. is, where are those lines specifically? Who gets to decide those lines? And yeah. that is a part that, that really, really worries me, right? And the question is, free speech can ignite hatred? Well, I think that's the price you pay for free speech, right? That is, I think there are a lot of things that can ignite hatred. Are we going to ban something? Are we going to disallow something just because it can potentially ignite hatred, right? Um, I'll give you an example, right? Probably the first part of our uh, conversation today can ignite hatred towards Ivan Lim, right? Does that mean, does oh, oh that, no. mean that, right? So what, where Ivan, exactly do we... <laughs> where exactly where exactly should we be drawing the line right to uh, and if you're going to say anything meaningful right or you're going to make a comment on any important issue i think you are going to offend somebody at least so should a person's personal offense be the line then otherwise there's there's nothing that we can ever speak about yeah what yeah, what, think... what do you think yeah, I think that that is it, right? We cannot take the the people who are the most sensitive and take that as the line. But at the same time, we can't take take the line as the people who are like 
hey man, you guys are like snowflakes and too woke, <laughs> right? Like we can't, we can't touch those people's lines as well. So I think it always has to be somewhere in the middle. But then I think the middle is always shifting. For example, yeah. like in comedy, right? Like, and I, I love comedy and I like really effed up stuff. You oh, who, know, who are your favorite comedians? <laughs> uh, favorite? I, I love, well, I mean, he's canceled now, but I, I love Louis C.K. And I... Okay. <laughs> But and he's cancelled for a different reason, right? Yeah, he's cancelled for a different he's, reason. He's, 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 he's made, he's made a, yeah, yeah, and he's made a comeback also. So I don't think yes. he should be feeling um, too also, sorry for like, Louis C.K. George yeah. Carlin, um, okay. people so like that's, that. Right, right. Uh, and, oh, that's and really old stuff? school stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm of that age, you know. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. But like, uh, so some of the things that George Carlin said probably would be very problematic now, right? People would say that he's For sure, 100%. One hundred percent. He makes fun of everything. Uh, so, like the lines are shifting. Um, right, and I, I'm, I'm also not sure whether comedy is the area that we should be drawing lines. Yes. Yeah, so, and I'm, I'm very worried about. Uh, sorry, carry on. Yeah. Yeah. So, like with the recent case, right? With the what's her, the the guy who pretended to be a Chinese woman and was like making tweets about. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, Sharon like, Liu. Tweets. Yeah, Sharon Liu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah so, yeah. so that is also comedy, right? And in a way, I, I mean, if we don't want yeah, to so, attribute like malicious intent to this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Alfian, I think wrote quite a quite an interesting piece on that. Uh, I think, yeah, I think you saw that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it definitely. Uh, I mean, it was food for thought for me at least when, uh, mm. when when he shared that, right? So, so this is this is my my personal thought on this, and I wanted uh, to bounce this idea off you, right? So. I do think, firstly, right, people who have been calling a lot of times, people who we, they are defining cancel culture, canceling so so broadly, such that it has no meaning. So I I saw this post uh, uh, by Bertha Hansen before, who will be my guest uh, in a couple of days, and she was yeah, I'm looking about, forward to that one. I am too. Uh, so she and this post is something that I will be asking her on. So she was posting about how we shouldn't use Chinese privilege, but majority privilege, and mm -hmm. so on, and. And there were a lot of people who were criticizing her for it. And then I saw some comments were uh, people who were defending her. And then one of them said, oh, look at this. These people claim to be pro-free speech, but they are trying to cancel her. No, disagreeing with someone is not trying to cancel you. Calling yeah. a person out is not trying to cancel you. What I would say is cancelling is when they are actively saying that Bertha Hansen shouldn't be a professor at NUS. And they yes. write into NUS and then say, oh, that is cancelling. And I would be very against that. I think I would be completely against that. Even for people I disagree with uh, that Irvin mentioned, I, I will not mention their names, but Irvin mentioned <laughs> a couple of names in the comments yes. that even these people, I do yeah. not want them to not exist in the public sphere for mm -hmm. a few reasons, right? Because <clears throat> you cannot be free speech, but then uh, for free speech, but then you're against it when you don't like it. Then you're not for yes. free speech. Exactly. You're just for speech that you like, right? Mm -hmm. When you are, you know, the, the ACLU, right? So this pro-free speech organization, right? Uh, the, uh, in the States, right? Uh, but also recently they have, I think, been compromised because of Trump derangement syndrome. But anyway, so they, <laughs> they, uh, they, uh, when neo-Nazis, uh, the KKK, I think, or neo-Nazis were, were planning a march uh, in New York when Giuliani was the mayor, uh, they were pro they were for it, you know, they were for that march, even though they hated the KKK and the neo-Nazis. And one of the 
uh, people that was supporting them was Reverend L. Sharpton. You know, he's a black civil rights activist, but he is saying that the KKK should have a right to march because if you allow the mayor to cancel them, cancel that march, believe, believe me, he said, basically, it's going to be used against us the next time. The same power is going to be used against black rights activists, for instance, right? So you don't have to... I mean, okay, the KKK is an extreme example. It, it won't happen mm -hmm. in Singapore, right, in that case. But I'm saying we people who disagree... We can't even march outside of Hongling Park. Right? <laughs> <laughs> for the environment, right? Never mind for yeah. anything else, right? So, so you... I don't think uh, people should be too eager to say, oh, this person, he doesn't like it. And then one of the things that, you know, the, the couple of names that, that were mentioned, uh, some of their... Uh, detractors would say, oh, they are hurting real people. Yeah, but any any important speech involves real people, right? So, mm. uh, so there is no policy that doesn't involve real people, right? Otherwise, it's a meaningless policy if it's not going to have an impact on real people, right? So, and, I think... And actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Carry on, know, carry on, Angie. Yeah. Whatever policy that is passed would have impact or negative impact on some people. It just For depends sure. on, like, who are those people, For sure. right? Exactly. Exactly. It will affect uh, people. So, I'm very worried uh, when we are too eager to say that people should be deplatformed, right? Which is, I think, the the apex of cancel culture. So, unless a crime has been committed, then that's that's completely different. Then then the legal system should take care of them. But I'm I'm all for calling out. I'm all for calling mm -hmm. out people, especially in positions of power, because you must understand that cancel culture is also a weapon of the weak, right? It's a weapon yeah. of the ordinary people against, especially important people, uh, against elite. So even though I am in principle uncomfortable, uncomfortable with <coughs> uh, the cancellation of Ivan Lim, right? But I, I think it's something I wouldn't lose sleep over because it's a message <laughs> against, against an elite, yeah. right? So, but if it's if you're punching down, if you're cancelling people where it's an easy target, somebody on social media says something, and you know sometimes we say things that are more inelegant. Sometimes, sometimes it does come from a place of prejudice, but sometimes it comes from ignorance or clumsiness. Uh, mm -hmm. And at times the lines are clear, right? This one is clearly prejudiced and racist, and so on. Other times, you're not so sure. And I think where you because cancel culture is ultimately about accountability. So how do you reconcile uh, making cancel culture really about accountability and not about cancelling? I think the, the space for the line or the space for reconciliation lies in allowing for growth and allowing for people to say, you know, let's have, a, let's have uh, if that person apologizes, uh, then okay. And you see it as a Sincere apology, not a, I'm, I'm sorry if you are offended, right? Which is a rubbish apology. Or which is I'm what sorry most people if I have do. Hurt you. Which is what most people do because, and yeah. I think those, I can see right through an insincere apology, right? When you say, oh, I'm sorry. So when you slap a person, you are not sorry that the person <laughs> got hurt. You are sorry yeah. for the slap, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, so it's like you know, that what's... recent case of um, Circle's Life. Where that was exactly what I was going to say. And then yeah, the yeah, second yeah. one was also cringe. And cringe. then the third one was like, eh, okay. Oh, oh, you think the third one was eh? I thought the third one was was a straight up apology. You didn't like I think the third like one it? was where they actually got a PR specialist to step in. And the PR specialist was like, this is why you should 
pay professionals money to do this. Right. So, so you see, yeah. I I don't have a problem with that. You see, I don't yes. have a problem. I don't care if your True. intention is sincere because I cannot judge intentions. I literally cannot, and we don't have. We don't have the tools to judge intentions. So right? the other But question can, that yeah. I have for you is that, like, people are asking for them to take down the first two, right? Because they say, like, why are you leaving the first two up? And then Circle of Life said something like, "Oh, it's for about accountability. We want you know our past mistakes to yeah. be there." Yeah. But then, of course, people are like, "It hurts, you know. Oh, it hurts us, you know. Take it down." Like, what are your thoughts? Like, I, I don't have a problem with uh, with them keeping that up as long as. The third post is also up. I, I don't have right. a problem with that, so we can see that this is indeed their mistake. So I, I personally wouldn't have a problem with that. I think the, uh, the first one was, uh, it can only be done by a person of privilege, right? That kind yeah. of, <laughs> that kind of post, sure. right? Can yeah. I? Oh, and look at me, you know, I'm so anti-racist. I'm so multiracial, so right? I'm so woke, and I'm. I so want to earn woke money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly, and also yeah. we must always, always be careful. Don't be too happy to celebrate, uh, celebrate a corporate brands. Yeah, especially I when they say when they engage in performative wokeness. Don't be too happy to do that because uh, ultimately, what they are interested uh, uh, in are the dollars, right? Don't be too, uh, uh, don't rush. Don't be too quick to celebrate politicians, also, right? Because mm -hmm. for their wokeness, because ultimately they are interested in our votes as they should be, right? Unless they have a proven track record uh, over a long period of time, or unless they're Nicole's, yeah, then that's different, right? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I see you <laughs> slipped that right in. No? <laughs> so you wouldn't notice. Yeah. Uh, But other than that, we should we should always have a health healthy skepticism of of these kinds of performative wokeness. Sorry, I interrupted you. You wanted to say something. Uh, I forgot because it's. Oh, okay. I didn't realize like it's such a challenge to do IG live talk some talk to someone and then also read comments. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's an amazing <laughs> skill that you have, Wallace. <laughs> okay, yeah. uh, I, I'm still getting the hang of it. Yeah, so yeah, I but, don't know whether but you I saw think, my my session with Megan the other day. Yeah, that was I, I did. Good I saw like the. That was good oh training. my gosh, Megan, you're yeah, a yeah, very yeah. very brave she's, person. She's a, I she's, applaud she's you a for superstar. it. She is. She um, is. Yeah. yeah so, but going back to your like not celebrating brands I always found it really strange that when people insist that brands have to adopt like um, cultural things uh, I mean why do you insist for example that uh, let me think LV or something has to be woke when you can go spend your money on a brand that is already woke you know woke from right. the inside out right, um, right, right it's right. really strange right yeah and why would you expect I guess in some ways also right the okay so this is a bit of a of a tangent but I think it's it's still uh, related so one of the things that the left in America the political elites amongst the left right one of the ways they want to get around their elitism and instead of being economically populist right they engage in cultural populism which is and some some ways that's fine right but uh they are reluctant for instance to solve economic problems to take on the corporate entities right but then they signal through this to get to get the neoliberal left on their side basically <laughs> right so those kinds of people right so are they easily bamboozled well i think some people are easily mm -hmm. bamboozled and that's what 
we shouldn't be right we shouldn't be yep. we should always be critical uh, of of you know i saw this i think when you were over at my place uh, we uh, we talked about this right with uh, audrey as well where the yeah. uh, the us the meme with the us plane uh, that was bombing people and then they had a rainbow flag right Oh yeah. Uh, so the the only difference is now. Oh, you see, we are woke now. We are extra woke, but we are still killing people. Right? We are so, bombing in the name so, of wokeness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are bombing <laughs> in the name of wokeness, yeah. right? Okay. So, uh, so there is a point that uh, by I like trains. So sorry, I don't know uh, who you are, but uh, I like trains. Said that, but they are only apologetic of the backlash because of the backlash. And my response to that is, uh, this one is talking about circles. Uh, SG is that mm-hmm. is that what circles life or what? What is Circles it called? Circles Life, the, I think. Circles Life, yeah. So, uh, okay. Uh, so what if they're apologetic only because of that? We got them to be apologetic through our activism, right? And as I said, we do not know intentions. But what we can do is create actions and institutions to circumscribe actions, right? And ensure that moving forward, they will not do the same thing. I don't care what's in their heart. Right? I care if they do the right thing. Even if their intentions are not correct. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, Angie. Corporations have no hearts. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 So I mean, so I don't understand when people say they are only apologetic because of the backlash. Yes. Yes. That's and what that's what we must. Be, I guess. Yeah. That's what we want them to be. Right. That's what we mm-hmm. don't want them to be. And that's also the power of public opinion. Right. Which sometimes we take, uh, we take uh, for granted. Right. So, so yes, I am. I do see how cancel culture can be consequence culture. But I think uh, where I would draw the line is not to make that person disappear the very first time, right? We must allow room for growth. And, and also, I would say this to the people who grew up on social media, right? Uh, which you and I didn't, right? And thankfully, Thank we didn't. Yeah. Thankfully, we didn't. Right? Yeah, super thankfully. <laughs> thankfully, we didn't, right? People who grew up on social media, right? Uh, how... How far back should you go? This is really, really scary to me um, because when I uh, I used to teach like in a polytechnic and of course my students were like 17 to 20, right? And imagine having like a lot of your um, stupid teenage years documented online and also like potentially there forever for anyone to look back on right. and then like... Right. I mean... The things that I thought two years ago are not the things that I'm thinking Absolutely. right now. Absolutely. And I have said Absolutely. some like really stupid things that would get me cancelled right now if they For someone sure. wants to dig it. And For sure, you yeah. know, and, and the thing is I think like uh so one one thing that happened I think uh, last year or two years ago, I can't time is weird now, I can't remember where, what happened when. <laughs> but there was a, I think a teenager who wore like a Nazi patch out and then there was a huge outcry. And this was a moment where I thought I would get cancelled. And I defended the kid because I said, hey, this is a kid. I don't think people should put his photo up on social media. There is a reason why the law states that we don't reveal names so that teenagers cannot be identified, right? Right. Because you don't want to impact their future. And then, of course, a lot of people, like really, really angry people, like messaged me. And I said, you know what? Like, this is something that we have to... Consider, like, you know, when you see a a kid misbehaving, you have to recognize that people, you know, like our brains only mature at 20-something or, you know, late 20s. 
and and these at best, kids at, at best. best some people never <laughs> mature right <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah some and, people are still maturing right <laughs> and so like yeah. so when i did that i was like completely prepared to get cancelled uh, because it oh. is very problematic but then i also have taught students where they, they told me hey hitler is so cool and then of course i asked them why do you think hitler is cool they show me like a comic a japanese manga where hitler is playing mahjong with like buddha and like several other characters and this is all the exposure they had have had to hitler because we don't really teach european history in singapore you know and most kids here they don't um go off on your own and learn mm. and i think the most unless you do it as a as an as an examinable subject yeah, like exactly. three, right? yeah, so yeah, yeah. and the, the the most important part is that we didn't grow up with a cultural awareness of the nazi insignia and what it means if you went out in europe and and you wore it you would be punched in the street for sure you know, people 100%. will scold you 100%. and scream at you in singapore people would be like is that like a buddhist symbol yeah yeah you yeah know? probably so that, it was a, very, yeah 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 so so uh, the the part on the Hitler uh the the Hitler uh, reaction by the kids I mean that's uh, that's worrying if our kids actually do not know uh, what Hitler <laughs> did and who he is that's that's really uh, I mean the, the, I don't know what it's an, it's an indictment of but it's definitely an indictment of something our you know the part system. Uh, yeah 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 and and maybe parenting and all sorts of thing right so the other thing is uh and this is a part where I think I'm going to together with you we are going to lose some followers right I I I actually <laughs> I'm actually with you I don't think mm-hmm. that kid should have been subjected to to the amount of kid that uh, that person got of course I mean I would need more details right how yeah. what that person actually played I mean if someone wants to go that person has done him. that before yeah if someone on the street wants to scold him and punch him I think I have no problems Oh, punch, punch as yeah. well. You I think? Mean, yeah. That, oh, okay. He he should learn like the consequence of wearing it, but having right. it on the internet forever, I I don't agree. Yeah. With yeah. Yeah. So I don't I, I mean I I wouldn't want that person to be punched, but <laughs> I think that person should be scolded. I mean by by people who who saw it, uh, should be educated definitely. Uh, but also it seems like that is such an easy target for us to go after, right? A teenager with. So this is a part yeah. about. cancer culture that i that i feel like you know i always and i think you you and i had a, a conversation off air at least about uh performative activism right i always feel like uh performative activism is superficial activism right and one of the ways to to see that one of the ways to really identify that is when you are always punching up and not uh, punching down and not punching up right when there is an a cause that is easy for you to jump on Now, just because the cause is easy to jump on doesn't mean it's not the right cause. It could very well be the right cause. But if you're only jumping on those causes, but you're never speaking up when there is something at stake, then I would. It's very difficult for me to respect you as an activist, right? What What do you think about that? Um. Well, yes, I agree. I also like am very. I think there is also that sort of pressure nowadays. to always speak up about everything um and so right uh, right it's very saying... easy to yeah like <clears throat> it's very easy to just reshare something and be like hey i'm against this yeah but like on on my part i always 
like for example with the Israel Palestine issue recently I I mean I know very little about it so I didn't want to like be sharing resources and stuff for sure for sure yeah yeah because I have not done my research and um, yeah so, sure so like whereas sometimes I see people like my own friends right who are completely politically unaware sharing resources about politics uh, or whatever is trending at the moment and and then sometimes you have conversations with them and you realize that they don't know anything beyond like ten. IG squares. Um right. and then I wonder like is there a point to it besides amplifying? Well there is a there is a point right I think they want to show that they belong and they want to show that they are woke. Uh, uh although I wouldn't be too worried about that if I think that is a first step towards something. But if that's the mm. last step then I I'll be very <laughs> very worried right. So I saw you know uh on and this was i mean i'm quite new to instagram maybe one one and a half years i can't remember but uh, but around there and during the black lives matter i saw so many people <laughs> yes. so many people who i know who i know have yeah. personally made even racist comments to me and they were <laughs> they <laughs> like, were sharing whoa. they were sharing things suddenly as if they were books, yeah? exactly suddenly anti racist and come on i mean i know what you're doing i know what you're doing i know you are trying to show to the crowd and it's not as if i'm not i'm discounting the value of learning if you have learned fine but f- from my subsequent interactions with you also i know that you haven't learned <laughs> right it's just that it's just that it's, it's very easy to uh, sorry sorry to interrupt. it's just very easy to think that those people are racist how can i be racist you know i have an indian friend you know and i know the difference between tamil and malayali right how can i be racist i'm not that person i eat person. tose every that... day <laughs> yeah 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 i eat tose i eat prata you know my malay neighbor i say i say selamat hari raya to him you know, so it's very it's easy to jump on the bandwagon but it's very difficult to do some uh, some self reflection i think the uh, other thing and... yeah Uh, sorry, sorry uh, Sean also said amplifying has a value too, which I agree. Mm-hmm. Amplifying does has a uh, does have a value. Although I would say where I would draw, uh, where I would say that person is, uh, is not is not something is doing something that I probably wouldn't respect is when they are not uh, they are being a bit hypocritical. Okay, so I'll, I'll give another example, right? The the stop Asian hate, for instance, right? I mean, and I think I, I think Audrey was one who uh, solicited comments on this, and my DM to her was by itself. I think that's not a problem. I think that's a good message to have. Uh, but I would like to see that person do it when there is something at stake, and that's when it's difficult to do it in Singapore, for instance, right? Then I would say, okay, then because it's not, you don't have to be an expert on everything, right? Just because you speak on racism doesn't mean you must speak on the Israeli-Palestinian issue, right? But if you're going to speak about racism in America as a Singaporean, I think you should be talking about racism in Singapore as a Singaporean. Mm-hmm. It's the same issue, right? So, uh, so that's where I would I would uh, try to identify whether this person is jumping on the bandwagon, amplifying, or just being self-serving, right? Yeah. So, so sorry. Like, any thoughts on that? Yeah. Yeah, like going back to the BLM, right? So, what was happening? B Besides people doing the black square thing, which a lot of people yeah. have mentioned, uh, is also the fact that we were sharing, like people were sharing a lot of slogans like "defund the police," right, which are very yeah. big, broad terms, and then everyone was shouting them, but no one actually knew what the term meant. So right. what happened after after the BLM um, protests uh, is that some states did defund the police, right? 
Um, and I was reading an article recently. I mean, this is one year after after the Black Lives Matter movement. It's still going on in the U.S., but in Singapore, like no one hardly gives a shit about it, right? Like no one's posting about it anymore because it's not trending. Yeah. But what yeah. is really interesting is that like the states, some of the states where um, the police got defunded because of the outcry and you know the protests, um, the homicide rate went up. And right. because okay. of the hate towards police people, a lot of police also like resigned. And then when you have low funding and like police resigning, like cases of crime don't get solved. And so right. like, what okay. happened was that they right. have okay. refunded so, them. So, so, so I think this, this is an important point that maybe, because maybe it may be a, a point of slight mm. disagreement. So maybe we can explore this, right? Because so sure. I am on the AOC Bernie Sanders yeah side right so i'm in on that side so that's my kind of politics right so i know when uh, aoc is talking about defunding the pol police right there is a specific meaning yeah. that aoc understands to it and maybe people who are using the slogan may have different meanings which is which is fine uh, but uh, when let's say that's true right so let's say there are policemen police women who who resign because of criticisms towards uh, the police force right and shouldn't the policemen and policewomen be angry at the policemen and policewomen who are carrying <laughs> out violence rather than the For protesters sure. against the state violence, right? So I'm, yeah. not, I'm not sure whether it's the slogan, defund the police and the protesters that should be blamed, or rather it should be the people who are doing it actually, who are actually killing people based on... And it's not that they go out of their way to kill people because they are black, right? Because that is not mm -hmm. how racism works, Yeah, it's right? not. There are very few races like that. There are, but there are very few. And the other, they are like the other layer, right, right. They are psychopaths, right. <laughs> the other layer yeah. is when I see a black person, right. Suddenly my senses are heightened, right. As opposed to when I see a, and I know this because I I knew this. I knew of this Singaporean, uh, who went whenever he or she was in London, right. Uh, he or she studied there. This this person said that whenever a black person. Uh, is in the same vicinity as as him or her, uh, he or she would hold her wallet or purse mm. uh, closely, right? And it said it's better to be safe than sorry, right? No, that's racist. That's yeah. absolutely racist, right? Yeah. Now, you may justify it intellectually by saying, oh, but that's not what I mean. I like black people. I hang out with black folks. <laughs> but you are, yeah. you are a racist. And that's the kind of racism that I think is more prevalent, right? Where it's a subconscious, subtle, mm -hmm. and then it can be easily intellectualized. Because if we think of racism just as I hate you because you are of a different race, then it's very easy to not confront our biases, I think. What, what, what do you think about that? So just to go back to the defund the police, I just want to sure. like clarify that I'm totally on the side of defunding the police if it means channeling okay. the money towards education and you know right. rehabilitation. I fully support right. that. Uh, but I right. think uh, what happens is that like recently I watched a YouTube video where Yuval Harari was talking about how... Um, revolutions that have very sudden changes tend to not go very well. It's the ones where they have subtle, I mean, gradual change that works better because in the meantime, like where you suddenly lose power, for example, or resources or something, right? And there would be a period of chaos. And this is the period where people suffer because 
you have not channeled enough resources into education into, and for a long enough time to see the effects of it before you defund the police. So like this period of chaos um, is, is, is where like the trouble lies because what happens is that then there'll be backlash and people will say something like, hey, you see, this is what happens when defunding the police happens, right? Um, so right, I think right. like there is that, like, I mean, as a person who puts out content, I think I want to impact it in the most efficient way possible. And like, so now I question the like sudden like changes to systems before like right. everything else, all the other <clears throat> parts can slot into place. Right. What, what I would say is if we were to make uh, parallels to what has been going on in Singapore, NG, right? How yeah. sudden is sudden and how gradual is gradual, right? So because the impression I get, I don't know whether you know the Taobao editorial uh, in uh, a few days ago that's saying... Uh, blaming the pandemic basically for for the increase in yeah. racism and and also talking about uh, how is the usage of Chinese privilege that has actually contributed to this and stuff right so and for them right for and if you notice a lot of people what they're saying oh oh I'm surprised by this has the pandemic made people more racist what are you surprised about this is a reality right <laughs> you know when yeah. I was growing up this was what my my uncles and my my parents were talking about all the time, right? I mean, uh, they were, they always spoke about racism with, with a lot of resentment, you know? So this is a reality for me since I was a young, young boy, you know? So it, it's not as if it's, it's new to you. It's new to, not, not you, Angie. It's new to <laughs> you, the people, the, the edit, uh, people behind that editorial because you were not exposed to it. And you think, you think it is sudden, but it's not. For, you know, it, for us, for us, it's it's gradual. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going on all this all this while, right? So, what is is sudden to whom and gradual to whom? Exactly. That's that's why I ask you. Yeah. I would say, like, even for me, it was a surprise that it turned like physically violent. That really shocked me because in Singapore, like, I mean, we are a very low crime country. You know, people don't just punch each other on sure, the street sure. for no reason. Because we are scared of the state, right? Yeah, yeah, we're scared of the state. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. Like, for, and because we all know that racial crimes carry like a very heavy sentence. For sure. Also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so this, like the part where like people actually transcended the fear of the state to carry out right. like a... To be that. Racially, yeah, to be that. So that was like, I guess, shocking to me. And right, also because... Right, right. The, I, I think because we venerate old people, right? Because we're Asian. For like a, a young person to punch like an old lady, that is like a whole other level of crazy because you have to really hate somebody to attack like an old person. You know? Right, right. right. I mean, yeah, I, that's yeah. not so, an excuse for anything, of course. But I think yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's really, there's a visceral shock. Right, for sure, for sure. So I guess the maybe the in intensity and the graphic yes. nature of of these things, um, uh, maybe that's like, surprising. Yeah, sorry. I think the other thing is also like just the language barrier. I showed my dad the video of the the Indian guy who uh, who got yelled at by the 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 lecturer from was it Nanyang yeah, Poly? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. On Yan Poly, um, and my dad was like, he said, "Why, why is he praying to the woman?" And he thought praying meant like you know prayers, like yeah. And I was trying to explain to him what praying meant. Um, and I like the language. So a lot of this is not fully translatable. And, and the, of course, the discourse that we are having on online right now, 
a lot of the people of the older generation have no access to because they don't read English. Sure. And the sure, Chinese sure. papers don't translate this at all. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is the other thing, right? That I wanted, uh, I wanted to say it's from Nian Poly, by the way. So I don't want. Sorry. Don't want, <laughs> yeah, Poly. Uh, no, don't get puffed. I don't want to ask those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to to get yeah. A, a defamation so or anything from NYP. So the uh, the older generation thing, I think definitely there's that. Mm. There's definitely that, and uh, you know when people talk about the the hurt that the Chinese educated have gone so, through. And that's yes. true as well. Yeah. That we cannot deny. That we cannot deny. Uh, and uh, it's a it's a part of our history that we need to. That is often glossed over, right? Often glossed yeah. over. Uh, which I think you are doing a good job of identifying uh, through your podcast. Uh, and at the same time, right? Even when we talk about the older generation, it's not monolithic. As I said, the older generation, right? From my family, right? are acutely aware of the realities of race and racism in Singapore. They are very aware. They know about it. They may not use the term Chinese privilege. They may not express it in fluffy academic language or woke language that many of us do, but they understand it perfectly well. They understand yeah. it, and when they see it, they absolutely know it. They you don't need fancy language can... to know discrimination. You don't need it. You can smell this from afar. <laughs> From far away, right? So, yeah. so, so I definitely take that point. But I, I, what I would say is the older generation is not monolithic as well. So we've gone for one hour. So uh, maybe yes. we can uh, wrap, wrap up in up. about five, ten sure. minutes. Yeah. So, sure, sure. Uh, so, uh, so what would you say? What is the biggest thing that concerns you about cancel culture? Uh, I worry that there would be like a, like just one way of talking or thinking. And we've already had that, you know, uh, for a very long time. Uh, oh, in Singapore. So, okay. Yeah, in Singapore. <laughs> right, 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 right. I, I right. don't want there to be, like, more policing uh, of the people who are, you know, who have different ideas and thoughts. For Like, case in point, uh, what happened to me one time, I think I followed um, regardless.sg. And I think they're, like, a conservative IG account or something. Uh, that was controversial because they posted something that was, uh, uh, was it anti-trans? Uh, like, it was transphobic or something? I can't remember. Um, and then I got, like, a bunch of DMs asking me, hey, why, like, just complete random strangers, why are you following that account? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and I thought, really? Wow. Yeah. And wow. I thought to myself, like, even my dad doesn't tell me what to read and what not to read, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, why is a random stranger thinking that they, ha they are entitled yeah, to ask me? No, and what, I mean, so we are not allowed to follow people that we disagree with? So should we just unfollow people that <laughs> that uh, have completely different views or even bigoted views to us? I mean, and I no idea. we'll be safe in our own bubble that not knowing that these bigoted opinions exist or... And, and like, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I have no idea because like a lot of my work is actually refuting people on the other side. You know what they say, sure. and then I come up for with sure. something to to say, "Hey, this what you're saying is really dumb." And I to, for that to happen, I need to know what the other side is talking about and thinking about, right? And and even even if I don't use it in my work, like why 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 is it wrong to follow someone that Absolutely. that you don't agree with? Like yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, validating them or anything. 
it's it's just right. really weird yeah yeah is is very weird is very weird and okay so i <laughs> i i think that that is an excellent point i think that's a worry uh, of cancel culture and uh, the other thing is i think uh, it will lead to more self censorship uh on uh, and this self censorship is not the traditional one where we are afraid of the state and then we self censor but this one we are afraid of public opinion or not and it's not public opinion per se right it's public opinion within our own circles right so a conservative yeah. at university may not may not uh feel that they have space to speak up or speak openly right and that by itself for me by itself uh, is already a worry and then another worry is if they cannot express their opinions that way they will express their opinions another way right no there are many reasons for the rise of the far right and donald trump in the states uh, the far right in the in europe right there are many reasons right uh, and i think economic reasons would be uh, at the top of the list but i think culturally as well there is something to that where they feel like just because i'm a white man i cannot say say things now you may think it's not true and in a lot of instances that's not true but that's what a lot of people are feeling and that's how they feel in certain spaces and i think you cannot just dismiss that and we cannot dismiss the live experiences of people and perceptions of minorities we cannot uh, dismiss the live experiences and perceptions of the majority as well right that doesn't mean it's right that doesn't mean either opinion is right or the perception is right but we cannot just immediately discount them uh, and i worry that if we go for and we attempt to crucify a person right without any uh understanding of gradations of mistakes i fear that we may we may have uh that uh culture ingrained in singaporeans right it's it's almost as if you have to go from 0 to 100 immediately <laughs> for every for every mistake i think like and, we had this chat where you, we were talking about like how uh people don't understand why mexicans or asians or chinese uh, or like black people would vote for trump and so like then these people who are minorities in the us get branded as race traitors and right. i think that is also really like a scary thing to see happen in the us um yeah, yeah. absolutely and it's also a bit condescending to minorities right thinking that <laughs> oh the only way i need to get um, the minority vote is just put a minority Mm. uh out there as a candidate right you know uh kamala harris right didn't get the black vote during the yeah. primaries right older blacks voted for biden younger blacks voted for uh for uh bernie right and yet mm-hmm. yet you see intellectuals in america and in singapore i remember professor tommy ko somebody whom i really respect whom i consider <laughs> the, the conscience of singapore but he wrote and uh, he wrote a facebook post saying that Kamala Harris is going to get the younger voters because she's young and she's going to get the, <laughs> the black voters because she's black. There is such a condescending and patronizing view of it's an elitist view. It's a it's almost a neoliberal view of how the world works. Uh is an elitist and patronizing view of how the world works, right? I'm okay, also going to say want... like at this point Can that you? like Hillary yeah. Clinton didn't lose to Trump because she was a woman. <laughs> well I think it's one yeah. of the reasons but yeah, it's not it's the main of, reason. It's not the it's main, not, reason. It's not the main they reason. They like yeah. to say like she it's lost. the main reason. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I think she lost because I mean she was a terrible candidate. Right? She wasn't Super. I don't think she's she's uh I think she's a terrible candidate as 
in terms of selling her policies, in terms of not going to the swing states in the final, and in and terms of just history, misreading you know, the she... ground. Absolutely. I mean, she's still way better than Trump, right? For of me, course. right? I would, I would vote for her for sure. moment, uh, or if it was against Trump. But it's not as if she was a, a liberator that a lot yeah. of people were saying, were saying <laughs> that she was, right? So, uh, so any final thoughts uh, from you, Angie, especially for younger a younger audience, right? So what, what are your final thoughts? I, I, won't, I won't want to say advice because that is patronizing as well. Thoughts. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> final thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Final thoughts. I, yeah, I think it's very important to think about, like, think through when you, before you share stuff. For example, I think if you know nothing of a, um, of, of a movement or something like that, it might be good for you to like research it first and then instead of posting um, a clearly biased uh, viewpoint, you might want to post, for example, the articles that you read or like the, the facts that you've read uh, on so other people can get like a non-biased point of view first. I think that is important to me. <laughs> right. Okay. Absolutely. And my final thought is somebody said uh, we, about the safe space and uh, how how ironic it is that people are using a safe space to insulate them from bad influences. Uh, what I would say is we should have safe spaces for ideas and not safe spaces from ideas. Even yes. if they are terrible ideas, we should be able to engage with them and refute them and demolish them, right? Rather than be insulated from them, unfollow them and then think, okay, I unfollow some people as well if I think they are irritating. So I think it's... <laughs> If they are if they are irritating and I think they don't have enough of a following for me to bother about them, so I just unfollow them, right, for my emotional well-being, right. But I mean, if the some of the people that were mentioned, uh, people who I absolutely disagree with ninety percent of the time, right. But because their ideas are important, not not their ideas are important, is that they are important personalities. <laughs> so their ideas are magnified. <laughs> Their ideas are magnified. I have to follow them and to know what. And the fact that they consistently get consistently get hundreds and even thousands of likes shows that a lot of society thinks like them. And we cannot, we cannot uh, uh, just ignore them. And it's true. If I unfollow you, right? Because I follow about two thousand plus people. If I unfollow you, then there's there's really for me it's it's, it's I am <laughs> insulting you, right? Because I am usually quite quite open of even my. Tolerance and threshold for for ridiculousness. Can you name? High. Can you name someone you unfollowed? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't want to name, but there have been a few. Yeah, when I say, "Oh okay. my god," when I expected so much more from you, but yeah, but yeah. So yeah, I have unfollowed okay. people before. So Angie, thank you so much. This is the longest episode I've really so far. Yeah, yeah. Oh in terms gosh. of one episode, I think Megan's yeah, one we yeah. did uh, two two sections of one hour. Yeah, but yeah, so this one is the for the single one. So thank you so awesome. much. I, I've, thank you for I've, I've enjoyed this conversation so much. Yes. So Tetari in real life soon. Okay. Yes, please. We are okay. like very close to close to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We live yeah. just across each other, although we never bump each other. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then now, okay. now it's for me to yeah. like invite you on to uh, the Longkang Kitties for the more Longkang than stories. happy. So yes. I assume there will be a lot of okay. There's there's a lot of vulgarities there, right? That I a would lot. partake like, in. Like, feel free to like. <laughs> but say no, no, I won't. Want. But you can. Let loose. You can. <laughs> <laughs> and 
everything that you want to say, but it's sort less... inside of you, feel free. Just let it out. You know, let it go. So, you know, Angie, society has always functioned, right, by everyone not articulating what they think all the time. Yeah. So even yeah. for those who are very pro free speech, right? You must yeah. understand there are some things that you sure, some, sure. sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's okay, Walid. It's all right. Don't worry about it. No one will cancel yeah. you on the long run, kitty. Okay. I hope so. Okay, so I hope we don't lose followers after this. All right. Okay. Same. Thank you so much. Thank you. Everyone. See okay, you good soon. Night. Good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.